What's up, guys? This is Michael. This is Derek. And this is another episode of Sportsaholic. Uh, on today's episode, we're obviously going to be talking about the 2022 Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Super Bowl 56. Everything from commercials, halftime show, obviously, to the game. Um, then after that, we're going to talk about a little bit of the Premier League, uh, recapping match day 24, I believe. Yes, 24. Um, after that, we got the uh, NBA trade deadline. A lot of deals happened. Yeah. And then we'll finish it off with... Uh, a farewell for Mr. National, my favorite player, Ryan Zimmerman, and uh, just reflect on his career and how much he meant to me. Damn, there you go. So it's going to be action-packed. So yeah. Sit tight <laughs> and enjoy the episode. Yeah. So the Los Angeles Rams versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, yeah. It was um, – we'll start – we'll just start with the game. Um, overall, it was a great game. It was a good game, yes. It was a good game. Uh, I don't know about great. You don't think great? I don't know. I can't say it's great. I thought it was, I mean, like, it was compelling the whole time. Like, there was never a point where I thought one team, like, there were. it was always neck and neck. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And, I mean, I did, I was pretty close with my prediction. You know, I did say that it was to be close in the 20s, right? Mm -hmm. I think I said Cincinnati 27. I think I said Rams 23. You had them in the like, low 20s, like 21, 24, like, yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, somewhere around there. So I, I was pretty close, but I, I get what you're saying. Like, it wasn't compelling. Like, there wasn't a favorite team, mm -hmm. but I don't know. At, at the end of the game, like, not a lot of people could, uh, not not either team could, um, you know, turn over on the downs. So. Yeah, there, in the, what was it, the fourth quarter, there was a little bit of a stalemate. Mm -hmm. It was like, Cincinnati had the ball, they didn't. Do anything. The Rams had the ball. There's yeah, a little bit of that. Mm, but the the beginning was awesome. Rams drove down in the beginning. I want to say the first quarter. It felt like the Rams were ha were having it. Uh -huh. And I was like, okay, okay, this is good. It's a good way to start. And then you know the Bengals do their thing. They they fight back. I think it was thirteen ten halftime. Halftime, yes. Uh, Rams thirteen, and then. Beginning of the third quarter, the Bengals the, get the ball. The 75-yard bomb? Yeah, the bomb to... Is it Jamar? No, was it Jamar? I think it was Jamar. Oh, he did, not the touchdown, right? The, just a big play? Uh, wasn't I thought he scored a touchdown on that. Not on the third quarter. It was... So that opening third quarter, Burrow throws it to someone else. Like, I don't think it was Higgins. Maybe somebody else. Boyd? Boyd. I think it was Boyd. Okay. It was the one where he pulls Ramsey's face mask. Oh, yes, yes. And then he catches it and it's a touchdown? Yes, yes, yes. So, obviously a missed call. We'll talk a little bit about that later. But So, then now they're up 17-13. Yes. I was, you know, it's not how you want to start the third quarter if you're the Rams. But then the Rams get the ball. Throw an inter Stafford throws an interception immediately yes. after. Um, and now the Bengals have it like at the 30 or something. Like, they're already almost in the red zone. At that moment, I was like, oh, man. Like, this could... This could be over. Like, mm -hmm. if they score a touchdown right here, 24-13, if they could get the defense going. Like, I was getting scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that Rams defense, dude, stood up. That offense, uh, getting after Burrow all day, I think. What was it, a team total? Like, seven sacks? Yes, seven sacks. I think it was tied for most in uh, Super Bowl history. Yeah. Um, they were just getting after him. So, that defense came in clutch. Um, and then the, the, the Stafford started – 
come in clutch at that his that final drive in the fourth quarter because after that essentially it was a lot of stalemate kind of back and forth yes of not really scoring but then the freaking Stafford that last I think it was like seven minutes left he orchestrated this amazing drive all the way down and ended with that Cooper Cup touchdown dude it was crazy just that, have you seen that no look pass he did yes I did see that no look pass that was disgusting <laughs> it was it was pretty, it was pretty nice yeah imagine doing that in the Super Bowl like biggest game of your life you're down you're like you have to have this drive mm-hmm. and you pull out a trick <laughs> and it's like it was just it was insane um but yeah, ultimately, I think the biggest uh, takeaway from this game, like one of the biggest deciding factors, was the Bengals didn't have an offensive line. Yeah, it's it was literally like last year, the, mm-hmm. the two teams who had a terrible offensive line lost, and and I think that's what you said in your prediction that was going to hurt him. He was going to get sacked like like no tomorrow. Yeah, and which he did seven times. That's ridiculous. Yeah, and and honestly, that's basically what cost them the game. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, Jamar Chase is an amazing receiver, offensive rookie of the year. Yes, uh, I don't know. Did we oh, we haven't even talked about the awards. I didn't even th- we could just name him really quick or something. But <laughs> okay, um, oh yeah, well, there is a spoiler. He's offensive rookie of the year. But um, like I said, back in the draft, you know, drafting a lineman would have been super beneficial. And I'm not saying that Jamar Chase was the wrong choice. No, because obviously they're they're there for a reason. Yeah, he, he helped. was a huge contribution. Yeah, definitely. But then you wonder. Obviously, the reason they lost was because of that. So it's like Jamar Chase didn't lose him. Well, Jamar Chase obviously isn't a. He can't help him. He didn't help them win the Super Bowl. That's right, what I'm right, saying. Right. He so tried. He tried. He had a pretty decent game, but like that line was what needed to be changed. If he drafted a. The best lineman in the draft. Um, I mean, I mean, yeah. Obviously, you can't predict what would have happened, but that's the problem. You know, they weren't able to give Joe Burrow any time, and Aaron Donald feasted like he wasn't losing that. Especially that fourth play, the fourth down play, the final play of the game. Oh yeah, the final play of the game. Yeah, he wasn't gonna be stopped. He was like, "I'm winning this game. I yeah. don't give a damn." Oh, man, it was it was close though. It, it was, was close. I really thought. Um, I mean, I think the Bengals should have won it, honestly. I think I thought they were, I don't want to say better team, because obviously the Rams were the better team, but they both had their chances, though. That's the thing. They both had their chances. They both did. And for a while, like, nobody was seizing that opportunity. And it was kind of at the moment where, like, whoever seizes it first, that's who's going to be the winner. Yeah. And obviously it was the Rams. Yeah, I think, yeah, it was basically, because, um, like, the Bengals had a, that the the biggest chance was when they got that interception when they just finished the, the beginning of the third quarter. Yes, that touchdown right there changed, that could have changed everything. Yes, they couldn't capitalize. That's you know that's that's their fault. And then they and then they still had a chance with them both doing nothing. It's like Burrow just needed one drive. Just he just needed to score one more time. Yeah, he did, and he and he couldn't. And so Stafford was able to do that. And their def, Rams defense stepped up, and like you know the, in the end, that's just that was a big difference maker and. And, and and it's interesting because um, I would say both the running backs are pretty good, mm-hmm. and they didn't really utilize them. I don't think that there was like any rush. The Rams' number one rusher was Acres, twenty-one yards. Yeah, thirteen carries. Thirteen carries. Thirteen carries, twenty-one yards. That's like one point something, maybe a one point six average. That's just <laughs> nothing, right? Nothing. And then Joe Mixon, who was pretty pretty good this season as well, 
15 carries, 72 yards, a 4.8 average. The average is not bad, but, I mean, 72 yards, that's like, yeah, it's really, no one was able to run it. Yeah, that's surprising. I, I'm surprised they didn't switch it up, you know? Yeah. I mean, the Rams definitely were trying, but a lot a lot of the times, obviously, they just kept losing yards on the on like that first down. And first and 10, they run the ball and they lose a yard. Yeah. And so, McVay was sticking with it for a good while until he realized, like, all right, I'm not going to lose this game trying to, like, Stafford's going to take the game over. Like, mm-hmm. let him do it. Yeah. And I think that's how they, you know, I'm glad he realized that because that's what they needed is just throw the ball, throw the ball. Um, but, yeah, Stafford didn't have the cleanest game. He had two picks. Yeah, he did. Which was kind of – he had three touchdowns, but, yeah. And then Burrow um, didn't really have that – great of a game either 263 yards one touchdown um yeah he let joe mixon throw one of them that's why <laughs> it was a good play it was a good play call though yeah it was because um, it, it did lead to a touchdown so yeah that was, I mean, that's huge so both definitely i mean i think burrow did what he could especially with that line and then uh, stafford i think played overall a solid game but i think the defining factor was that drive like he just needed to when they needed him, he did what he did. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the player who was outstanding the whole game, and I think, well, honestly, it could have been Cup or Donald. Yeah. But Super Bowl MVP, Cooper Cup, I mean, he he earned it. Well-deserved, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Definitely earned it. Um, but OBJ, I thought he was going to have a big game, honestly, but, man, that injury got him. If he didn't get injured, I think he would have been Super Bowl MVP. <sighs> that would have been... That would have been very, like, ironic, honestly. Because, <laughs> you know, like, there's problems in Cleveland and, you know, free OBJ, like, everything. Yeah. For him to be like, you know what, like, I can still comp- compete at the elite level. Mm-hmm. And it it looked like it was going to happen, but injuries suck, man, honestly, they do. Yeah, and it's the same knee, too. Oh, is it? Yeah, so, I mean, that, I think I want to say that, like, that's even worse than if it was the other leg, right? Because then... Like, it won't heal the same or because it's already damaged? Or how does that work? Uh, I mean, it's it's just – it, it, it's, it's it'll always be a process, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, and it won't always – it's not going to be the same ever, you know? Yeah. So, regardless, um, it's, a, it's a tough road to come back from. Which I think the recovery time is, like, I think typically, like, six to nine months or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, he's going to miss the start of the season. He miss, he'll miss all the preseason and all that. Um, but at least he contributed in the game. He did. I mean, at a touchdown. He, he made a touchdown. That's huge. Uh, two receptions, 52 yards. So that's a 26 average right there. That's a chunk plays right yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. So he did contribute. He did get his his, his ring finally. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. How about, um? let's talk about the officiating. Officiating? Officiating, yeah. Uh. They were only bad twice. Yes, twice. Yeah, which I think is pretty good. That's pretty good for the, in the whole game, and I think it's it's fair. It evens out because <laughs> well, yeah, because it helped both teams. Yeah, one was a touchdown for the Bengals, mm-hmm. and then one ended up being a touchdown for the Rams. Yeah. So I feel like that's all rights in the world. Like there's nothing to be mad about. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, but that holding call, I don't know. I mean, it, well, I mean, that face mask, I don't know. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that holding call, damn. That that one that one hurts. Yeah. I, I, like it hurts for Bengals fans, honestly. Yeah, like that one's gonna stick in their mind forever. 
Yeah, it would definitely, it would be the other way if the Bengals won, then you would be like, that face mask, that wouldn't have been a touchdown. Like, you know, that changes everything too. Yeah. But So, yeah, I mean, it does cancel out. But other than that, I thought the fish eating was pretty good. Yeah, they really did let them play for the most part. Um, there was there was a lot of contact in some, uh, like the, the the safeties and the defensive backs and stuff with the receivers. Yeah, they let them play, which is, I think is honestly that's how you should have every game, not just a Super Bowl. Like right. let the yeah. regular season be like that. Definitely. But yeah, overall that was good. I thought definitely entertaining game. It was really cool seeing. I mean, because obviously we're in L, like the L.A. area, so it's like just seeing. A bunch of Ram stuff and like promotions on everywhere. They changed the Hollywood sign to Ram's house. Oh, okay. I don't know if you saw that. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, it says Ram's house right now. Oh, that's pretty cool. Which is pretty cool. Like, I just love seeing like the city celebrate, you know? Right, right, yeah. So the parade's tomorrow. Oh, I, they have a parade? Yeah, they get to have one. What? Which is, the f- which is crazy because the Lakers and the Dodgers didn't get to have one because yeah. of COVID. But I guess now it's a little different, whatever. But damn. That's pretty sweet. I'm yeah, cons- pretty cool. considering going. Oh, okay. It's like a once in a life, possibly once in a lifetime thing. So yeah, definitely. That would be awesome. You know, this doesn't have to do anything with the game, but you know, I, I, I wish Tony Romo was the announcer. Honestly, <laughs> Jim Nance and Tony Romo, right? Yeah, I, I believe so. But they're they're the Fox guys, right? Uh, CBS. Oh, excuse me, CBS. No, yeah, Tony Romo. Tony Romo would have made it so much better. Like I don't, I don't, I didn't really like those announcers uh, on Sunday night. I like Al Michaels. His voice is it just f- sounds like he should be calling football. Like, I love his voice. Uh-huh. Uh, Chris Collinsworth, I don't like him just because he says stupid things sometimes. Exactly. That, that's what it is. I just I, I feel like Jim Nance and Tony Romo are like are a lot more insightful, and you know Tony Romo's you know knowledge of the game is incredible, honestly, because there's often times where he calls the games and he predicts plays. Yeah, and it's like spot on. So. I mean, I'm just being biased, honestly, because I think he's 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 a great announcer, honestly. But no, yeah, we think I think the rest of the world will honestly agree. <laughs> yeah. So like when I was you know watching it, I was like, man, like it'd be better if he was there. Yeah, they just do this. It's almost like the location. the The channels always rotate on who gets the Super Bowl. Oh, do they? That's yeah. how it works. Mm-hmm. Mm. So Damn. yeah, this year was NBC. Uh, I'm trying to remember who did last year. I said the Chiefs won. Was it Romo then? I think it was Romo then, yeah. So then the next one should be Fox. Mm, okay. So two years you'll get Romo again. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. <laughs> but hopefully the Chiefs aren't in that one then. Yeah, hopefully. Um, so what did you think about the halftime show? Oh, dude, honestly, it was amazing. Yeah, like, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it might have been... Like, it, this is definitely being biased because the, the one with the Red Hot Chili Peppers was and Bruno Mars was fantastic because I like, enjoy both of them very much. Yeah. But this one was like, I think ties that one. Like it was just so cool scene. And then the surprise guest and I called it. Didn't I tell you? Oh, you did say 50. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't say 50. Oh, um, Anderson. Anderson. I mean, <sighs> he didn't perform though. Like he, he, I didn't know he played drums by the way. Oh yeah. He plays drums on all his, that's like, that's his thing. He's a oh. drummer. Oh, you never told me that. Oh, I thought you, I thought it was. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it was cool seeing him there. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I would have preferred if they played like one of his songs or you yeah, snip it. And I thought that's what they were gonna do. Honestly, I uh-huh. thought he was gonna, you know, just grab the mic real quick. But I mean, it was cool seeing him there. Mm-hmm. Like it took me a second. I was like, oh, I was like, hey, I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Derek must be happy right now. <laughs> I was ecstatic, dude. Yeah, 
But um, yeah, I think everything about it, the everyone was awesome. Um, I'm a huge Kendrick fan, so I, was, oh, I loved Kendrick's part. Same, dude. It was so sick. It gave me chills, honestly. Yeah, wait, what was it? Um, the, he started was a Good Kid, Mad City. Yes, and it was just a little bit, and then he did All Right. Yeah, which was sick. I just, I wish there was more. You know, like I know they had to do it in 15 minutes, <laughs> and there was a bunch of artists, so they had to each get their, you know, their own window of time. Mm-hmm. But it just it made me want more, obviously. You know. Yeah, same. I like I I would have loved just fifteen minutes of Kendrick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know, yeah, they got to share the spotlight. Fifty Cent was super unexpected. Yeah, I didn't expect that. Yeah, because it was mostly like West Coast, like legends in hip hop. You know. Yeah, and he's where is he from? He's from New York, I think. N- New York, huh? Yeah. East Coast, yeah. Which, but I know he has some affiliations with West Coast because he's done he's done like features and stuff with west coast people yeah yeah so maybe he's an honorary west coastian <laughs> but yeah it was funny just hanging upside down like that like <laughs> oh yeah like, like in the music video yeah yeah but just that was cool um i i one thing i not i don't know if it's a complaint but i guess uh, another thing i would criticize is like most of super bowls they have um you know a lot of great spectacle too like either with lights fireworks or uh-huh. the set itself yeah um and this one i feel like didn't the set was cool but like it was like it was just the one set and that was it mm. like they didn't have any cool lighting or effects or like you know well it, it was still like daytime yeah you know like i think last year it was in the east coast so there's a time difference mm-hmm. but it was daytime still but i get what you mean though like i it, it did like that you know, vibrance of like color and like you said, like the spectacle of it. Yeah. Which I mean, obviously a lot of artists in the past have been kind of pop or rock, you know, things I guess that you can do that with hip hop is like, this is the first time I think ever. So yeah. But like, what a great lineup, honestly, for like, if, if, if it is the first time ever, cause those are like all legends dude. like Eminem, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre. Yeah. Crazy. Honestly. Kendrick. Ooh, man. Mary J. Mary J. Blige. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they had um I love that they had the, the Tams yeah. sign, dude. That was sick. <laughs> That's right, yeah. I was like I was like uh, me and my family were talking. It's like obviously we all know Tams, like, you know, we've grew up on it. But like the people that, you know, probably are visiting just to watch the game here mm-hmm. for the week, they're probably like, What's that? Like yeah. we have to go try that place out. I bet you Tam sales sore. <laughs> yeah, it went up. <laughs> but yeah, overall I loved it. So did you have a favorite part you'd say? Um, well, I'm biased because, you know, uh, I love Kendrick. Mm-hmm. So, like, when he just, you know, when I heard a Good Kid, Mad City, like, just gave me chills. And that was definitely my favorite part. Um, Eminem singing uh, 8 Mile, right? I think that's what the song's called. Lose Yourself? Lose Yourself, excuse mm-hmm. me. That's, it's from 8 Mile, my bad. <laughs> um, the, I, I really enjoyed that part, too. Um, people were saying he took a knee. Oh, yeah. Do you think he took a knee? Uh, or do I you mean, think that was like planned? Like he had to do that? I, it's kind of hard to say because like, I don't know if it was just like, you know, the song finishes, let me get down, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Because that's what it seemed like he did. But I think he, what would have... He was also still on camera too this whole time. Yeah, yeah. He, as he was, the stage was going downward. And he just kept his head down too. I mean, if he if he put like his fist up, I feel like I think it would be obvious what he was doing. Hmm. 
but not doing it, I honestly don't know if it's political or if it's just that was you know the coincidence. coincidence. Oh yeah, uh, choreographed. Uh huh. Yeah. So honestly, I I really don't know. I would have to help. I don't know if he's in a real, if he would ever even say, but but yeah, I I heard that. Um, obviously the NFL they didn't like that. I think they they of said course, of course they didn't. Yeah, and then um, what did what did they get to tell Eminem? <laughs> what did they get to tell Eminem? Huh? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, they can't take a knee. That's ridiculous. And then Dr. Dre, he specifically because all of these lyrics, a lot of their music, you know, obviously I criticize like police or this or that, and a lot of you know they they get political in their songs. Yeah. So like Kendrick, I'm I'm sure you've noticed some of his lyrics were you know taken out like he just you know obviously couldn't say it like he in, in the chorus of all right he says popo mm-hmm. he doesn't say that oh okay um and then there's a, they told dr Dre not to say something but he did mention the police oh okay gotcha um mm-hmm. so the nfl wasn't happy about that either but uh, of course honestly know. it's like like pretty much all super bowl halftime performers they never come back yeah so it's kind of like like, who cares? Yeah, who really cares? Like, <laughs> oh, you can't play again? It's like, you probably were never going to play again anyway. Yeah. So. Was uh, there uh, anyone that you wanted to see instead of, I guess 50 was a special guest, right? Mm-hmm. Was there anybody you would substitute besides Anderson? Besides Anderson? Yes. Uh, I would have enjoyed Ice Cube. Ice Cube, yeah. And the NWA think the, thing. I think that's a, the obvious choice right there. Mm-hmm. Definitely uh, Ice Cube. Um, that was going to be my pick, but since you picked it, I'll change it to... Uh, I think YG would have been cool. Oh, uh, he's always at the games. <laughs> so I, I, you know, yeah, that would have been cool. Him performing like Go Local or something. Like, I would have enjoyed that too. I just, I just want to, I want a West Coast like festival now, <laughs> dude. Seriously, like that'd oh, be man. so much fun. Just having the same lineup. Just let honestly, them, yeah, let them play. That would be insane. Oh, like I need, to, I need to see Kendrick Lamar, man. I know it was so like. Just weird, even just seeing him because you. Know, I think a lot of people. If you listen to him and like you just follow him, uh, you know that he's he's out of the spotlight. He's always to himself. He doesn't. Yeah. You yeah. If if when he drops his music, he's out there. But as soon as like his tour is over and that's then that whole thing's he's gone. Like yeah, he's hiding. Yep. Yeah, he's like going in hibernation basically. Basically, yeah. So seeing him perform is like just so weird. Like it's just like it was so like. like I feel that. I yeah, feel that. it was like, just so awesome. I loved it though. Um, so, uh, what about commercials? Any memorable commercials for yourself? Uh, let's see. Jurassic World comes to head, comes to mind. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that trailer. Uh, I, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I thought that was dope. Um, dinosaurs. I, this is super like, crit, like you know. This is. I know it's a movie, but it's like dinosaurs would never be in snow. Like that isn't you know, <laughs> science, like scientifically that wouldn't make any sense. They're cold blooded uh, creatures, okay. but yes, it yes. looked so cool. Like damn it, like the Velociraptor running in the snow it was so sick. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. I didn't like the last one; I thought it was trash. Okay, so I'm hoping this one a little fixed. bit better. Yeah, yeah. Okay. but that was cool. Um, the E Trade Baby. The E Trade Baby. I don't, th- I don't think I remember that one. So like years ago, they made a commercial where these babies were sitting in like these chairs. Uh-huh. And they were talking about like stocks and e trading or something like that. Okay. And it was pretty funny. It was pretty iconic at the time. And they brought him back. Mm-hmm. And it's like one of the babies is like, he's like retired. And they're like, we need you back. He's like, nah, I left the game a long time ago. <laughs> and it's like, nah, you know, we, we need you for this. And it's like, fine, I'm in. And then he gets in a helicopter 
And then the other baby's driving the helicopter. Hmm. It was pretty funny. Hmm, okay. um, you have any mem- memorable ones? <clears throat> um, the f- stupid Doritos one. Uh, with like all the animals. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That one's fucking. That was stuck in my head. It's so stupid. Is it, uh, what, is it? What? Ooh, baby. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So that one was uh, pretty memorable to me. Um. Oh, there's like a robot dog one. Oh yeah. Like he wanted... sees the. I think it's like a Kia. Yeah, electric electric car, huh? Yeah, and he's like chasing it. Yeah, yeah. And then right when he's going to get into the car, his battery dies. Um, that one was memorable to me as well. Um, I think it was like Peyton Manning and Eli Manning with like the like Lays. Lays. I don't think I remember that one. I'm pretty sure it's them too. I remember the the Caesars one where they have like the gambling. They're in it. No, I saw Lays one. Or I remember Lays one. Oh or, no no excuse me not not Peyton and Eli Manning is uh Seth Rogen and Paul Rudd oh okay Seth Rogen and Paul Rudd I don't know why I got <laughs> Peyton Manning and Eli Manning I think because I seen them in in the latest commercial recently okay um I thought that, I love Paul Rudd honestly like he's so funny so I thought that one was pretty funny yeah that one was pretty cool <clears throat> um other than that that's pretty much all I can remember did you see the trailer for the new Jordan Peele movie I I didn't I saw it on Twitter oh okay so, so it's nope yeah right? nope nope um. Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen us yet though. Oh, you haven't seen us? Yeah, Damn. I haven't seen us yet. You're missing out. Like I remember when we I worked with the movie, well, we worked at the movie theater, but um, I don't know. If, I don't think you're still there. Uh, I remember like I would always walk in and I would, like I would it would catch my eye, mm-hmm. and so I felt like I've seen it. <laughs> you know, like I I know a lot of things that happened, but I haven't been able to sit down and watch it from start uh, start to finish. Okay, but I did like Get Out, so I'm yeah. sure I would like Us. Yeah, I, I have to rewatch Get Out, but I feel like Us is better. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what I want to say. But I've seen I've seen Us like three or four times. I've seen Get Out like once, mm. so I might be a little biased. Get Out was great, honestly. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was. It was, it was really good. And so him and his short titles, I guess that's going to be his thing. Yeah. But um, so the, the trailer I saw it was like 30 seconds. It was super, super short. Oh, okay. Like I honestly couldn't even tell you what it's about, mm-hmm. but it just looks so freaky like yeah i'm already sold you know like it looks it looks cool and it has um the guy from get out i can't remember his name yeah daniel Clu- daniel excuse me if i say his last name wrong but i think it's kaluuya yeah it's like a okay it's kind of hard to pronounce right the last yeah. name yeah um and then it has steve uh you win you win from uh walking dead and invincible yes it has him in it too those are the only two i know i think there's but obviously there's probably more but I, I, those, I love both those guys, so mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else, any other commercials. Oh, yeah, anything else during the game or anything? Um, oh, well, after the game, when the Rams won. Cause my, my dad's a Rams fan, so, you know, uh-huh. obviously we celebrated. Yeah. I have a bottle. It's called Dos Hombres. It's oh a, yes. Do you know what it is? Or who's uh, it? Well, I remember you telling me about about it last episode. Oh, okay. You were gonna you were saving it for a special occasion, right? Yeah, I've had it for like two, three years, and it's made by the people in Breaking Bad, Brian Cranston, Aaron Paul. And I was waiting for a special occasion to open it, mm-hmm. so I popped it open. Oh, nice. How was that? 
Uh, I don't drink liquor, so I didn't really like it. Oh, man. <laughs> but it... Can you even pretend for this moment? <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say that it tasted different than like any tequila I've ever had. Because it's like a mezcal. There was like a little sweetness to it. Okay. So <clears throat> I'm sure in a mixed drink, I could I would love it. But <clears throat> but yeah, so we did that. And um, and then me and my dad jumped in the pool. Mm-hmm. It's it's cold, dude. That water, like the straight up, like what you were wearing, like you just jumped in there. Oh, we took off the jerseys because I don't want to get the jerseys wet. Oh, but okay, yeah, we just the shorts. We just jumped in. Oh damn, <sighs> freezing, dude. Was it cold? Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, it was after the game, so it was, it was nighttime. Yeah, it was night. Well, not only it was night, but like I know it's been warmer this past few week, uh, like a past week. Yeah, the weekend was pretty warm, huh? Yeah, but like uh, like a big body of water like that. Mm-hmm. It, you would have to have it be like like it only gets warm after like a week of ninety degree weather and like the cold, the the night not being cold either. Uh-huh. I get I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So it still stays cold. Like we jumped in, and you know, I'm I'm happy with my dad's team won. Like I'm excited. Yeah. I'm like well, screw this, whatever. We're jumping in. You jump in. The second my body touches the water, uh-huh. I feel like my lungs collapsed. Like like system shock. Like, I can't breathe. Oh, shit. So as soon as I'm underwater, I'm already, <gasps> like, get me out of here. <laughs> Damn. So you just jumped in and jumped right out. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, there's a video. My parents took video of it. Or my, um, my mom and my girlfriend. But, but yeah, I was like, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I would only do, ever do that again if, like, the, the dolphins, dolphins won. Right, yeah. <laughs> but. You got to go skinny dipping for that one. Oh, no. <laughs> I would become insufferable if the Dolphins win. I would go streaking up and down my street. I would have, like, fireworks. <laughs> I'd have a megaphone. Teal, teal, micro, teal fireworks. <laughs> a microphone yelling the Dolphins fight song. I would, yeah, that would be. I mean, you deserve it, though, you know? Oh, yeah. I would tattoo. I would go to Miami. i fly to Miami for the parade. I would. Oh, absolutely. You have to. I have to. Definitely. And then for the whole year, well, until the Dolphins aren't the champions, anytime someone mentions them, I'd be like, oh, you forgot the world, world champions, yes, uh, yes. Miami Dolphins. Like That's how you have to. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. I think I was the same way. <laughs> yeah. It's just. Even to this day, honestly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like um, I mean, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you about it later, but. Um, it has something regarding with, like, the, the World Series. Oh, okay. So, um, anything else you wanted to talk about the Super Bowl? Um, so, obviously, there was a lot of good narratives if the Bengals won or the Rams. Yes. A lot of good stuff would have happened. So, yes. It was a happy ending for a lot of people. Uh, one of those people is Matthew Stafford, who has been wasted in Detroit for 12 years. And as soon as you get a good team around him, look what happens. And so... I saw this question going out there, so I thought it would be interesting to see our take on it. Um, is Matthew Stafford a Hall of Famer? Um, I, As of today, he's top 20 in basically every uh, meaningful quarterback stat. Okay. He's a Super Bowl champion, and comeback player of the year, and he's been to one Pro Bowl, which I was a little surprised by that number. I thought, Only one Pro Bowl. Yeah, a little surprised about that, but... Um, Obviously, he's 33, I believe. Um, even if he, like, playing until 40 isn't even that much of a stretch for players nowadays. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if he has seven seasons left, you know, he probably would finish top 10 in everything. Um, 
maybe a Pro Bowl or two more, maybe another Super Bowl or, you know, a couple more awards here and there. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, you think as of right now with everything he's done, is he a Hall of Famer? No, as of right now, no, I don't think so. No? No. It's – he I, – I, I understand, like, where he was. He was in Detroit. Um, you can't pick your team. But if you were to throw him in the, the Hall of Famer right now just because he won a Super Bowl um, – you're like setting the bar too low for, for other potential Hall of Famers. Honestly, mm-hmm. like <clears throat> I can't say that he's you know because because when you're a Hall of Famer, you're, you're you're basically giving him a legend status, right? And I can't say that Matthew Stafford right now is a legend because he's not. He is a good quarterback, and I think that's kind of what he will forever be. He will only be a good quarterback. Unless he somehow becomes like Tom Brady in the next seven years and <laughs> starts winning left and right and starts putting up MVP caliber numbers season after season, mm-hmm. then yes, because obviously Tom Brady is a legend. Um, but right now, no, I don't think Stafford can be considered a Hall of Famer. I mean, he 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 did he had a decent Super Bowl also. His completion rate was sixty five percent. He got picked off twice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's not really. You know, MVP esque. So yeah. Um, I mean, I, I love the guy. You know, I, I I definitely felt for the guy. I was very happy for him. Like, obviously, I, I don't really care for either teams because you know, they're they're not my team. Yeah. But I'm not salty about like the Rams winning. I wasn't gonna be salty if the Bengals won. You know, I think you know both teams deserve to win. Yeah. But obviously, there's only one winner. And yeah, I, immediately I was happy for Stafford. You know, Donald and OBJ. But Hall of Famer, uh, it's just too early to, to to even give him that. Yeah. What about you? Um, yeah, I, I would say right now, I wouldn't put him in there. Um, does he have the potential? Most definitely. Uh, if he stays with like his awards the same, and if he just plays, you know, just even just a few more seasons, like four or five more seasons, he's going to finish, like, top ten in everything, mm-hmm. essentially. But, you know, the awards are the same. I would say he's a Hall of Famer, but he won't be first ballot. Like, he'll get in eventually. Okay. Um, but if he, like, wins even one more Super Bowl, maybe gets, like, a, you know, another Pro Bowl, a couple Pro Bowls, uh, Offensive Player of the Year, then that could pay, make him maybe a first ballot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, he was definitely an interesting position he's in because if he really tries and works at it, like, he could be a first ballot Hall of Famer. If he wants to play, like, another season and then call it quits, Mm -hmm. I mean, he accomplished everything he wanted to, basically, but then he he won't be in the Hall of Fame. Like, honestly, he could go any route he wants. Yeah. Um, Also, I don't don't know his contract situation because I know it was a trade, Mm -hmm. so I don't know how many years he had remaining in his contract, but... Do you do you know by any chance? His I contract? believe he has one more year. And do you think he stays in LA after that? Because one more year he'd be what thirty five now. Probably around there, or, or yeah, thirty five. You say he's thirty three. Thirty three. So depending on when his birthday is, like thirty four, yeah, yeah. thirty five. Okay. Do you think the Rams stick with him? Um, I I would say yes. Just I mean, obviously he's shown you could win it all. Um, and then thirty five is like the new thirty. <laughs> so yeah. it's like it's not even that old. So, I mean, you, it's not like you only have a couple years left. Like, you could realistically have them for seven more years because mm-hmm. you have people like Brady, Rodgers, Breeze all play, like, 
well, Rogers isn't 40 yet, but I mean, like easily he's gonna play till he's, you know, 40. Yes. So, I would I would keep him. Okay. I mean, I would keep him too, honestly. Yeah. Um. And then I just thought of a couple more questions. Um, who's more likely to go back to the Super Bowl, the Rams or the Bengals? As of like right now, like no no potential additions. Yeah. So. I can't fix the Bengals O line for them. <laughs> no, so you can't add anything, but you could you could consider the takeaways. Ooh. So like how the Bengals, well, honestly, I I don't know who would be a free agent, but the Rams, you know, Von Miller, uh, OBJ. Uh, I know there's word out there Aaron Donald's considering retirement. Um, that's that's three big heavyweights right there. Honestly. Yeah, Andrew uh, Whitworth, the starting lineman, he's forty. He's been wanting a ring forever. I mean, he's considering, like, there's definitely some pieces you might lose. Aaron Donald and Von Miller alone, honestly, that's a huge loss. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, none of these are, they could all come back, they could all leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, yeah, what do you think? Ooh. I, I, I think the, the if, I don't know the, the takeaways for the Bengals, but if, from what you're telling me, those takeaways from the Rams, I think the Bengals would have the better chance of going back then. You think it's like a, oh, not easily because nothing's easy like that, but like a big chance or you think it's like they have the better chance, but I still don't see them going back next year. No, they definitely have the better chance. Okay. They definitely have the better chance. Um, Yeah, I, 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 don't, I can't see them repeating another appearance at the Super Bowl. But and it's, and it's like a very slim margin. Like I feel like the Rams are still – if they do lose those players, they're still in, in a position where they can win. Mm-hmm. And they could still, you know, make it far. So it's a very slim margin. But I, I do think the Bengals slightly um, have that margin. Mm-hmm. What about you? What do you think? Uh, I, I, I agree. Because I feel like if the Bengals do have some free agents, I feel like it's none of the, the big guys like Mixon, Burrow, Chase. Uh, Hendrickson on the on the defensive line, like mm-hmm. their core is still there. Yeah, exactly. So I would say that 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 alone makes them have a better chance. Right. Um, and the Rams obviously have to deal with uh, if they lose those players. Um, even if they're able to keep everybody, OBJ's out for a while. Um, Von Miller is getting older, and then they. I mean, the Niners are in the division. Uh, that's Cardinals, Cardinals, Seahawks. Well, I mean, Seahawks. Honestly, if they lose Wilson, they could, they'll be trash. Right. But I mean, just the Niners alone, they give the Rams so much trouble. Uh, so you know, be pretty tough. And he, but, but I don't feel like I don't feel like either team could go back next year. I feel like it's it's just so hard to do that in football. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. But really, not even the Rams. Yeah, I. I it's just because it happened so few times. I, I, can't, I can't see it happening. Yeah. Are we going to do our <laughs> way too early Super Bowl predictions? That was going to be my question to you, actually. <laughs> that was going to be the next one. Oh, my God. You almost had it. I almost did, dude. That would have been like one of the most like legendary calls ever. <laughs> Man, I was so close to being like in football history, honestly. Yeah. Just send this clip to the NFL. <laughs> Here you go, Roger Goodell. Look at that. Damn. Ah. <laughs> uh. Uh, you're putting me in a, you're putting me there's a lot of pressure now because you know I was that close <laughs> I know can you repeat it the same success oh man probably not <laughs> probably not that's a 
Well, Tom Brady's out of the picture, actually. Yeah, it changes it. I mean, it's just for fun. It's not serious, you know. Yeah, just like two good teams that come to head. Yeah. Hmm. Give me a second. Give me a second. Do you have yours yet? Uh, I have my AFC. I guess I could just go. Um, So for the AFC, uh, I'm going to go with the Bills. Of course you do. (laughs) I think... I think it's kind of like the third time's the charm. Like we had. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. The third time's the charm. Yeah, because uh-huh. the first year was they lost to, what was it? To you guys, right? In the championship game. Mm-hmm. And then the second year, this past year, they lost to you in the divisional round. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, yeah. <laughs> I think this time they, they, it's not going to happen. I, I'm just going to, that's what I'm feeling right now. Um, and then for the NFC, I am going to go. Damn. I got, I got mine already, but you finish. Okay. Uh, I will go. Oh, damn. That's tough. Commanders. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Ooh, that was funny. Honestly, I, I just, just for. I'm going against my own word. I can't do that. Because I wanted to like pick wherever Rodgers is going to go. But I think he's going to go to the AFC, so that wouldn't make sense. Mm, okay. Um, yeah, I go with the Rams. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> you just said they can't make, they wouldn't make another appearance. I know, but there's honestly nice logic. There. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> so Rams and, and Bills. Bills. Yeah. You're funny. <laughs> You're funny. All right, mark my words, Derek. Okay. You get ready. The 2023 Super Bowl is going to have the Kansas City Chiefs. Of course. And the Dallas Cowboys. Ooh, the yes. Cowboys? Yes, mark oh. it right now. Get- it is February 15th. <laughs> Remember this day. 3.15 p.m. 3.15 p.m. Remember this day. Cowboys, Chiefs. Just just you wait and see. I can already guarantee that prediction is wrong just because the Cowboys. <laughs> just wait and see. <laughs> That's what you probably said about the Niners. You're like, the Niners? Oh, that was right, though. <laughs> They didn't go. I was close. You were close, though. I was close, close. Only even, even with Jimmy G, yeah, you know, like... Yeah? Close no. only counts in hand grenades and horseshoes, though. <laughs> I mean, I was I was pretty good about the Cardinals last year. And then they imploded. I mean, <laughs> uh, that's not my fault. But, I mean, 11-6, and six, though. Yeah, it's still a good season. I had uh, I had a lot of faith in them. There's uh, this little thing. This, so for so many years, no team ever hosted their own Super Bowl. Uh-huh. The Bucks did it last year, the first team ever. Yes. And then won it this year. The Rams did it again. You yes. know, they uh, who, won it. Who's hosting next year? Arizona. Holy shit. Do you think that's going to happen? Shit. Three years in a row. You know what's funny? I was going to say the Cardinals too. Really? But my, my heart is in is in Dallas, I guess. Um, you think that's something to keep an eye out for? You think it, it, it is something to keep an eye out for. Okay. I'm going to keep riding this Cardinals <laughs> hype train, honestly. <laughs> To the day I die. Even <laughs> even with all the rumblings of Murray being traded and wanting out. Did you hear about that? Yeah, because um, it, honestly, it, it felt like the Cardinals were using Murray as a scapegoat. You know, like it, they were kind of like putting the blame on him. Really? Yeah. So I, I did see like that type of drama. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think he's going to stay though. And I think if the, ra- excuse me, if the Cardinals don't make any... Key additions. 
I think after the season, Murray will leave. A lot of people was were speculating because, like, you know, it's, he's being I – mean, honestly, he's being a little childish, but, like, he deleted all the posts of the Cardinals and just, like, he unfollowed them, like, like little petty stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's young, so. Yeah, he is a kid, but um, a lot of people were saying, like, oh, is he going to go to baseball? Is he going to go to baseball? No, he's not. I mean, that would be awesome, but – Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I mean, so, I mean, we'll see how this plays out because, I mean, obviously we've seen far worse things like the Rodgers and the Packers and they still make up. Yeah. So we'll, I feel like he sh- will still be there, but I mean, if it gets any worse, I mean, yeah, he, he might be traded even there before, you know. Yeah. I mean, this is the way too early predictions. Yeah. So. I mean, things. This is. Yeah. Things, Obviously, it's, things are gonna change. Free agency, the draft, players are gonna tear their ACL. You know. It, but this is just like you know, kind of like the, the lottery. You know, we're yeah. placing our bets, hope, and hopefully we win it. Yeah. I wonder how much like if, if we just put like fifty bucks for our prediction right now. Like how much we would we win if we got it right? Yeah, I, I would I would love to know that too, honestly. Yeah, because I could have made a lot of money if my toothpicks. You'd been it. so mad if you put, if you put money and you didn't get it. Like, uh huh. You would have been furious. I I really would have. <clears throat> um, let's see. But yeah, I I do I do yeah. think that's a, I, uh, there's something to keep an eye on that for, for that. You know, mm-hmm. that'd be that'd be crazy. Three years in a row, the home team. That would be something. Mm. But uh, did you have any other questions? I think that was everything for the Super Bowl. Um, did you want to list off the the winners of the awards? Oh yeah, just really quick. Yeah, because I don't um, know them. I think I haven't memorized actually. So I said offensive rookie of the year was Jamar Chase. Yes. Uh, agree, disagree. Agreed. Okay, agree. Uh, defensive rookie of the year, Micah Parsons from the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, the Cowboys agree. Agree as well. Uh. Offensive player of the year, Cooper Cup. Oh, oh. <laughs> he he won uh, the triple crown and and receiving right. Triple crown, offensive player of the year, Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP. Look at that. The only other player who's ever done that uh-huh. is Jerry Rice. Um, he did that over the course of a career. Oh, okay. Cup did it in one season. One season. <laughs> Disgusting. Damn. Man. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. A hundred. hundred percent agree. Yeah. Definitely. Um. Defensive player of the year, TJ Watt. From the Steelers, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. I agree as well. Um, comeback player of the year, Joe Burrow. Yeah, I could agree with that one, I guess. Why? What's the... What's uh, just because, like, I'm not a big fan of comeback players. I'm not fa- a big fan of them winning it when it's off an injury. Like, mm-hmm. I get it's hard to do, like, a, it's hard to come back from an injury. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if you, I feel like it's 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 like if you have a down season and then you know you upgrade to the next season like very well. You think it should you should take away injuries? It should only be for bad seasons. Yes. Mm. Yes. Because like, it sounds bad, but like in my mind, like I feel like saying he's injured is kind of like a. It's just like the easy way out. You know what I mean? Like, oh, just because he was injured, he didn't get to play. You know, that's why he he came back and did what he did. Uh huh. Okay. Hmm. So that's like the only thing I have about like the, that award. All right. I think. I think I respectfully disagree. I think I I think it makes sense to just to have both options, but. But yeah, I can see. 
I can see what you mean. So, so uh, you think he he deserved it? Yeah, I think it's like I mean I can't really think of uh, anyone else. I mean, I mean he had a great season. Um, but yeah, I, I, don't, I have no problem with that. Okay. Uh, coach of the year, Mike Vabril. Vabril? I can't say his last name. Tennessee Titans. Mm. Titans? I had to think about this one, too. Uh, I could explain it after you. Maybe you give it a little thought. Let's see. Let me... 12 and 5. 7 and 2 at home. Didn't they lose to the Jets? <laughs> right. So did the Bengals. And didn't they lose to the Texans, too? Uh, maybe. <laughs> Probably. And I mean, I don't really know all the coaches in the league. But... I guess. I'm trying to see who else. This is coach of the year? Mm-hmm. So it's both AFC and NFC, right? Yeah. They're all 32 coaches. You could do a quick yeah, glance of the teams and stuff. Hmm. So there's two teams that have better records than the Titans. And a couple are tied. I don't know. You, you, you'd have to teach me on that one because I like I, I know like for managers in baseball, it's, it's easier for me. Mm-hmm. But for the NFL, I'm not 100% sure. So I can't say if, it, if I agree with it or not. I, I, can't, I don't know if I would say I 100% agree with it either. Uh-huh. But I think the reasoning is the Titans, um, I, if, correct me if I'm wrong, listeners or whatever, but they broke the NFL record for most players used in one season. Okay. So they're using second, third, fourth string guys all season more than anyone else. Okay, I see. And so that means you you have to coach. Really coach, yeah. Um, and especially when you have star players like Henry, Julio Jones, A.J. Brown all out. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty impressive. And not only that, you win your division. Not only that, you're the number one seed in the AFC. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That's pretty impressive, right? Yeah, you you persuaded me. <laughs> you persuaded me. That is very impressive. So, I would say I agree. Then. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. You see, you see what happens when we effectively communicate. It's all about communication, right? <laughs> Boom. Um, that's very impressive. Yeah, that's that's tough to do, honestly. Yeah, that that, that is that many players in the season and literally coaching them like. Whew. Yeah, these people probably like never even played a snap. You're like picking up like. You know, these practice squad guys or whatever. Yeah, because obviously there's, like, easy routes. You know, like, when you have a star-studded team, mm-hmm. you just go out there and play, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, there's not really much coaching. Like, you know what they're going to give you, and and that's what it is what it is. So. Yeah. But, yeah, cool. Well, I agree with that one, then. All right. What other? Is there any other words? Just just one. One, okay. MVP. Oh, I know, I know who won this one. You know? I know who won this <laughs> one. Tell the listeners. It's a... Uh, Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah. Back, back to back? Back to back. Back to back, right? I honestly, I mean, I don't know the history too well of MVPs, but in my lifetime, I feel like I've never seen that. Uh-huh. I, don't, I don't think I've ever witnessed that before. Mm. So that's pretty impressive. What, that, that is pretty pretty wild, honestly. What do you feel? Agree, disagree? Mm, let, me, let me pull up his numbers real quick. Because I thought it was going to go to Tom. There's I thought it was gonna go Tom, honestly. 
there's a reason. Yeah, I can see the argument. Like, no, I'm not. Obviously, if anyone's going to be biased, it would be me. Yes, very biased. <laughs> but I can see the argument for that. Mm-hmm. Let me see this. Um, what year is it? <laughs> Let's see, 16 game, right? It says 2021, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 21 season. Games. Good percentage. That's a lot of yards. Yeah. But his his MVP last year, it was almost 4,300 yards. That's that 4,115. Mm. I know, I know the, the key thing for Brady is that he had a lot of interceptions. Oh, was it? Yeah, I think... Because I, I think Brady had more yards and touchdowns, uh-huh. but he had more interceptions too. Oh, I see. Okay. So Rodgers was more efficient. Let's see. Let me compare them now. Because I thought, from the outside, I thought it was going to be Tom. But let me see these numbers. Mm. Oh, yeah, the interceptions... It's like triple. Triple? Yeah, it's triple. What what are the numbers? Um <clears throat> so Rogers had four. Damn. Um Brady had twelve. Damn. That's a big jump. <clears throat> so I guess yeah, that, that really did that really did affect him. Oh, he got second place? Tom got second place? Uh I guess in voting I mean I would, I would assume so. I don't know if it, does it tell you the completion percentage too? Yes, uh Tom's is sixty seven point five. 67.5. 67. Is that what I said? Yeah. And then Aaron? Aaron is 68.9. Okay. So better completion. And I, overall, he's just more efficient. Even yeah, though he had less yards and touchdowns. I mean, four interceptions to like, I think, 36 touchdowns. 37. Yep. 37. That's, I mean, that's that's really impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess, yeah, I mean, I guess it would kind of depend what you see is more valuable. And then, I, I mean... Cooper Cup and Jonathan Taylor, I think, deserve votes too, though. Yeah, I, I, I think so too. I think so too. Honestly, I, honestly, part of me feels like Cooper Cup should have won it just because, I mean, Aaron Rodgers had a great season, mm-hmm. but Cooper Cup had like historically great season. Yeah, he did. So, I feel like he might have been more worthy of an MVP. When was the last time a receiver won it? Well, I kind of want to say never. Really? Yeah. Because it's, it's always quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. Honestly, yeah, quarterbacks. The last non-quarterback to win it was Adrian Peterson, I think. Oh, wow. In okay. 2012. Damn. Which, that was a historic year. That was stupid. That, mm-hmm. that was disgusting what he did. Um, this is a very similar situation. Uh, yeah. I think that would have been... Uh, yeah, I really feel like it should have been probably Cup, but... But you can you safely say like you agree with it? Like you agree like Rogers deserved it? Uh, yeah. I can't say a hundred percent because I mean he like like he had a great year, but you just can't get get behind it. Yeah, because I I think it's like it's got to be because MVP. I mean, it stands for most valuable player, yeah. but realistically, it's never that. It's it's always like who had the better season. Yeah, that, that's basically what it is. Yes. Yeah. So. Because if it was most valuable, I mean, you would have like kickers and offensive linemen, and, you know, like that would they would be in the voting. But McPherson, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who's perfect, by the way, in the playoffs? Perfect, damn. But um, 
What a draft pick, honestly. Honestly, that's that's amazing. Go kickers. <laughs> kickers <laughs> are people too. Um, but yeah, like Cup was just. I mean, obviously he carried a lot of that offense. Number one in like everything for receivers. And I mean, like, and then you have Aaron Rodgers, who wasn't even everything number one in everything as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. So I mean. I, Obviously, if you take Rodgers out of the Packers, they're not going to do anything. But, yeah, I feel like Cup should have won it. I feel that. I feel that. Do you think um, – <laughs> I'm like, never mind. I was going to ask if, if Rodgers is staying or leaving. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. I'm tired of talking about that. It annoys me now. <laughs> but is he? Yes. He's leaving. He's leaving. Okay. I'm I agree. He's leaving too. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna see him in black and gold. Black and gold, damn! Yes. I can get behind that. Yes, he's gonna be Steeler. Watch. Did you see? Did you see a uh, Kansas City's link with Juju? No. What's the link? Uh, like, uh, apparently they're thinking about uh, signing him. What? Because Jackson Mahomes TikTok stars? <laughs> like, he wants to go where the stars are at. Uh, I hope. I hope that's not true. I really hope it was just a, some random rumor I saw Dude. from like an uncredible source. <laughs> I feel so bad for Patrick Mahomes. His wife, his mom, and his brother are toxic. Yeah, Disgustingly they, they toxic. toxic yeah. Just play your game. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Just play your game. That's all they'll remember you from. Yeah. Um, anything else besides we, before we flip it over to the Premier League? Uh, no, I think you. I think we're good. I think we're taking up enough time <laughs> okay. talking about this. So okay, so I ma- hand it over to you. All right, so Match Day 24 uh, happened this past weekend. Oh, excuse me, uh, this past week. Uh, we'll start with Newcastle versus Everton. So I told you Newcastle recently got a new owner. Uh, oh, yeah. And they now became the richest football club in the world. Uh-huh. So they spent a lot of money over the transfer window. And, dude, I was watching the game because... Uh, my friend supports Everton, mm-hmm. and St. James's Park was was buzzing, dude. Like it, it, I was like excited watching that game. Honestly, like I was rooting for Newcastle. Damn, and like just to feel like it just like I'm sure as a Newcastle fan, like it feels really good to be a supporter right now. Uh huh. And they destroyed Everton, just completely destroyed Everton. Newcastle was a a relegation bound team. They were like in 19th for the longest time. Damn. Um, <clears throat> they're in the safe zone now. They're 17th, so they're they're getting up there. They're they're racking up points, but uh-huh. the way like their play style just is signi- like significantly better. Eddie Howe is doing a fantastic job there. Uh, the final score is three one. Uh, Mason Holgate scored an own goal. Ryan Fraser and then Kieran Trippier uh, from a free kick like 21 yards out. <sighs> Beauty, honestly. Damn. Beauty. St James's Park is. Ooh. Go Newcastle on this. <laughs> I'm rooting for them. Um, so we got West Ham United versus Watford. Uh, West Ham United searching for that Champions League spot, and they were able to help themselves out with a one 0 win. Uh, Jared Bowen, who's been probably the hottest player right now in the Premier League, he's been fantastic lately. Um, breakout season for them. <clears throat> um, I wouldn't be surprised if you got a, a England call up, honestly, with the World Cup year coming. Damn. Um, now we got um, struggling Manchester United versus Burnley, um, and when I mean struggling, they. They're not able, they're not being able to like seize their opportunity to get points to make that Champions League spot as well. Uh-huh. And Burnley, who's in twentieth place, Dang. last in the league, um, 
they were able to tie Manchester United 1-1. Well, that helps. I'm sure down there, man, you need all those points. Yeah, you, well, Burnley missed a lot of games due to COVID. Uh, I know they had a snowed-up game. Um, so they they have a lot of games in hand. Oh, okay. That's kind of good. But to tie Manchester United, great job. Uh, Jay, Jay Rodriguez scored for Burnley, and then Paul Bogba scored for United. Um, then we got Norwich City versus Crystal Palace. Um Norwich City scored in the first minute of the game. Damn. The very first minute of the game, thanks to Timo Puki. And then uh, Wolf Zaha scored for Crystal Palace to make it 1-1. And that was the final score of the game. Um, switch it to Tottenham versus Southampton. <clears throat> uh, Southampton completely destroyed Tottenham. Damn. Uh, I was very upset. <laughs> uh, but no, Southampton deserved the win. Uh, it was 3-2 the final score. Uh, Ar- Armando Broja... He's a, I think, a loanee from Chelsea, uh-huh. having a fantastic season. And then uh, Elinusi and then Che Adams scored the winner. And then we got Bednarak scored an own goal for us. And then Sun Heung-min scored the second goal. But um, it was just a mute point because Tottenham, Tottenham's aerial defense was very, very poor. It's non-existent, honestly. Uh, Man City uh, against Brentford. Uh Riyad Mahrez scored a penalty, and then Kevin De Bruyne uh, scored the second goal, and so it ended up two nil. Uh, easy one for the for the citizens. Uh, I think they're like eleven points clear now. Just making uh, it of like they're like in the they're in first place. Oh, eleven points from second. Yeah. Jeez. So they're just they're making it look like a farmers league. <laughs> it's just and how far? How many were we match day twenty four? Yes. How many left? Uh, well, I have to talk about 25 as well. Oh, so okay. there's going to be 12, 12 games left. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's very unlikely that they would have to have a major uh, yeah, major fallout. Implosion, yeah. yeah. Um, what a game in that. In, uh, for Aston Villa versus Leeds United, six total goals, uh, one red card. Um, so we got Philip Coutinho, Jacob Ramsey scored a brace. And then Daniel James scored a brace as well, and then Diego Llorente scored the third. Um, they're just if you like goals, honestly, it was, it was a game to watch for you. Nice. Um, Aston Villa, you know, with their new manager, they've also been stepping it up. So, but Leeds United, you know, say, um, salvaged a point right there. Uh, Liverpool versus Leicester City. Uh, Leicester City's just been having a down season uh, this whole time, and Liverpool. They're right behind Man City, so you know they, they need the points, and they were able to get it thanks to Diego Jota, who scored two goals, and it ended up 2-0. Okay. And then the last game was uh, Wolves versus Arsenal. Um, <clears throat> so it, I, I saw this game. Wolves had most of the possession. You know They had more control of the game, uh, but unfortunately they conceded. They lost 1-0. However, um, Gabriel Martine, Martinelli picked up a red card for Arsenal. And in the year 2022, Arsenal have only scored two goals, but have picked up four red cards. Damn. So that's a crazy stat, honestly. That is. This, they, they never learn. <laughs> they never learn. But they won, so they have the last laugh on this. <laughs> uh, Arsenal? Yeah, they won. Damn. Um, now match day 25. Wait, uh, Brian didn't play? Uh, no, they didn't, actually. Is there a reason for that? Mm, maybe they had a. Hmm, that's weird. I don't know. 
That's weird. Maybe maybe they had a bye week. Because <laughs> I know Brighton played for match day twenty five. That is weird. I didn't even realize that. Because I know so so match day twenty five, Chelsea and Arsenal they got postponed. Okay. Because uh, Chelsea was competing in the Club World Cup final, which they won by the way. So congratulations to them. Um. So then, Man United versus Southampton. This is match day twenty five now. I told you, Man United struggling. Uh, they continue to struggle because they tied again to Southampton, 1-1. Uh, Jaden Sancho finally scored for me, for United, and then Che Adams scored in the 48th minute. Uh, dude, Southampton has been on fire recently. I know they beat uh, City. They beat us. They tied United. They're looking pretty good right now. Damn. Um, now, Brighton. Here we go. Uh, they played Watford over the weekend. Uh, Neil Mappé and Adam Webster scored two goals for Brighton. So it was a, excuse me, a goal each. So it was a 2-0 finish. That's right. So there you go. Uh, Brentford and Crystal Palace, they ended up drawless. Uh, Crystal Palace had most of the possession with 58%. Uh, just only three shots on target, though. And then Brentford finished with uh, two shots on target. So it was just a stalemate right there. Um, Everton with a huge comeback win after getting destroyed by Newcastle. <laughs> Uh, they were able to beat Leeds United 3-0 thanks to Seamus Coleman, Michael Keane, and Anthony Gordon. Even though it should have been Richarlison's goal, it took a deflection off Gordon. Oh. Um, but a good comeback victory for them. Uh, Donny van de Beek started that game, who is a loanee from Manchester United, who's been basically ignored by Manchester United. He didn't play for two years, oh, even okay. though he was considered a Ballon d'Or nominee in 2019 with Ajax. So it's good to see him finally play. Um, Deli Ali played as well for Everton. Uh, I think he came on in like the 70th minute, but he created a big chance for for Everton. So looks like he's fitting in comfortably there. Nice. Um, Norwich versus Man City. It's a good thing you didn't pick Norwich because they got demolished four nil. Oh damn! Uh, Raheem Sterling scored a hat trick. He's finally back, and then the generational talent Phil Foden uh, scored in the 40th minute. Um. Tottenham versus Wolves. Oh. Uh, <laughs> we lost again. Damn. Uh, it's the first time, I think, ever in Antonio Conte's, who is our manager, mm-hmm. career where he lost three league games in a row. Really? Yes. So that definitely puts a damper in Tottenham's mood. Um, just they, Tottenham just looks so flat, and our defense is just, it's just struggling. It really is struggling right now. Um, I know we do get QD Romero back. From injury, but he's our best defender, and it's just it's just not good enough, honestly. That's what it is. It's just not good enough. But Raul Jimenez and Leand- Leand- Leander Dendonker scored a goal for for Wolves. Um, Newcastle versus Aston Villa. On paper, you would think Aston Villa is going to win this, but I'm telling you, there's something about Newcastle right now. They're <laughs> they're buzzing. Uh, Kieran Trippier scored a, a free another free kick goal. Uh, for Newcastle in the 35th minute, so they were able to win 1-0. Let's see, Burnley versus Liverpool. Uh, This was actually a lot closer game than I thought. I didn't think Burnley was able to hold their own against Liverpool, Uh Uh, but unfortunately they conceded and Liverpool ended up winning 1-0. And then last but not least, uh, we have Leicester City versus West Ham. Um, Again, Jared Bowen has been the hottest player in the Premier League right now. He scored in the 10th minute. Uh, and then uh, Leicester City tied it thanks to a Yuri Tillemans penalty. 
And then Leicester City took the lead in the 57th minute, 57th minute, excuse me, with Perea's goal. And then in injury time in the 91st minute, Craig Dawson tied the game. And it ended up 2-2. Dang. So it was an action-packed uh, week and weekend of football, honestly. Yeah. In both countries. Well, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's going to conclude uh, our little Premier League uh, segment. Do you have uh, the top... 10 for just the top 10 standings right now? Yeah, you want a standings update? Yeah. Absolutely. So we got Manchester City, 63 points. Liverpool, 54 points. Chelsea, 47 points. Damn. Manchester United, um, they won today. They made, they, um, made up a game from, I think, match day 18. Mm-hmm. They won, so they're in the fourth spot now with 43 points. Um, West Ham with 41 points. And fifth. Uh, six, we got Arsenal with 39 points. Wolverhampton Wolves, uh, 37 points. And eighth, we have Tottenham with 36 points. Like I said, they lost their last three matches, so that put a dampen on their mood. Yeah. Brighton, you're right under us. Nice. 33 points. So you can ten. you could potentially uh, leap over us in the next match day. And then Southampton rounds up the top 10 with 29 points. Um, now down to the relegation battle. We got uh, poor Burnley, <laughs> 14 points in 20th place. Oh, God. We got Watford, 15 points in 19th place. And then we got Norwich City, 17 points. And now the gap, uh, 17th, which is the safe zone now, uh, Newcastle, 21 points. And then 16th, we got Everton, 22 points. So it's going to be a tough battle to climb out of there. Yeah. Especially if Newcastle keeps playing the way they're playing. Everton is looking better now. Um, it's, it's, it's definitely going to be tough for those teams. Damn. But there's your your uh, standings update right now. So uh, it's top four go to the Champions League? Or yes. Top? Okay. That's correct. Top four. So like right now with the amount of time left and like the points different, the points differential and all mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Realistic, like, what is the outlook for Brighton? Like, is there like, is it, there's a sliver, like, like don't bet on it, or is like there's an actual chance they could go to the fourth spot? So the gap between Brighton and Manchester United, who's in the fourth spot at the moment, is ten points. Okay, so that means you have to win three matches in a row, basically, to to be one point behind them. But that means they have to lose three matches in a row as well. Right. But they have been struggling, so. But you got to also consider that Tottenham, Wolverhampton, Arsenal, and West Ham all have to drop points as well. Yeah. So it, it's, a, it's a pretty tall task at the moment. Okay, it's, so. it's plausible, uh-huh. but at the moment, it's pretty tough. Okay, so I'll hope for a top 10 finish. That, that would make my season happy. Yeah. I mean, if you want, if you want the Europa League fifth place. Which is, a comp- which is another European competition, which would be good for Brighton because they need... You want to play European football, honestly. But let's see. So they have Burnley, Aston Villa. So Burnley, you guys should be able to beat Burnley. Okay. Aston Villa, don't know if you could win that game, but you could tie them, which is a point. Yeah. Newcastle. Oof. oof. Oh, you got a tough run. We got Newcastle, <laughs> Liverpool, Man City. Oh, God. All in the month of March. That's rough. That is rough right there. That, and then you got Norwich, Arsenal, Tottenham. So, oh, when's that Tottenham game? 
April 16th, 7 a.m. Oh, God. Let's go get breakfast. <laughs> I, what day is it? Depends on what day. I might be down. It's usually Saturday or Sunday. Um, let's see, April 16th. Let me pull up that date. April 16th is Saturday. Saturday. I might be willing to do that. It's fun. We could, we, <laughs> we could get hammered if you want. <laughs> go to the old ship? <laughs> oh, I, don't, I think they're closed. Don't know. I swear. How? How do you know? Why do you say that? I think I looked it up one day and then they were permanently closed. Oh. Don't quote me on it though, but I, I, I think it's true. I have to look this up now. But we go, press on, press on. Well, um, did you have any other questions on the Premier League? Uh, no, I wanted to know the standings and how much time is left. So, just so I have a good idea what, what's to expect. Okay, okay, gotcha. But yeah, all right, it's cool. It's good. All right. I'm glad that we're doing, doing good. All right. Uh, are you ready to talk about. Uh, the NBA trades? I know, obviously, I think everyone knows about the one big one. The one big one. But there are, I think, a, a, probably a couple smaller ones. But yeah, I know, the, yeah, I know the... Okay, well, let's talk about that one big one. Okay. So the 76ers got James Harden and Paul Millsap. And then the Nets, they got Ben Simmons. Haven't heard that name in a while, huh? Yeah, he's been quiet. Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, a 2022 first-round pick, and a 2027 first-round pick as well. Damn. That's, that's a, big, a lot. That's a big trade right there, huh? Yeah, a lot of moving pieces. So who do you think wins this trade? Brooklyn's struggling right now, by the way. Yeah, they've lost Brooklyn's like... severely struggling. I think they lost like 10 in a row. Yeah, it's awesome. I love to see it. Um, <laughs> you just hate KD, huh? Hell yeah. Um, I mean, KD's injured, so... Good. Oh, no, I'll, say that. I'll take that back. Sorry, that was a little mean. <laughs> um, but... They're one in nine in the last 10 games. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, I honestly feel... Like, the Sixers win the trade right now. I think having Harden, because the Sixers are doing pretty good, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, they're in fourth place in the East. Yeah, and then Embiid's been popping off, dude. Yes. So, I mean, him, and then hopefully Harden, you know, like, because, you know, sometimes you have a, just because you have the starters doesn't mean it works. Mm-hmm. So, hopefully the chemistry, everything works. Um, you're looking at, like, a whole new team, because the Sixers have always, kind of, like, one of those teams that are always good in the regular season, and they just choke in the postseason. Uh-huh. But if they can really just, if this can take them to the next level, that'd be amazing. I think the Sixers win the trade right now because Ben Simmons is, as far as we know, he's trash. You know, like, I mean, he can play defense, but at yeah, a certain yeah, I'm, the, the thing I don't understand is that Ben Simmons is like a seven foot point guard. <laughs> just changes position, honestly. Yeah, he, he he's way better in the in the paint. He he can't develop a, a a jumping a jumping game at all a jumper game at all. So yeah. Um. But actually, I think Ben Simmons is going to be lethal in Brooklyn. You think you so? Just mark my words, yes. I think he fits uh, better in that system. I think Steve Nash is a great head coach, and I think under him he could develop that short jumper. Okay. Um, but I think the, the sneaky pick for, for Brooklyn is Seth Curry, honestly. I think he's one of those under-the-radar um, shooters. You know, he could play defense. He could shoot. Yeah, he's a solid player. He's a solid player. Yeah. And I think... Uh, that's that's another great addition for Brooklyn, and I feel like it'll it'll definitely help them in the for the remainder of the season. Yeah, they're getting some. I mean, that's some solid solid depth, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, but like you said, it, uh, James Harden obviously is gonna help the Sixers immediately, mm-hmm. and you know they are gonna make it into the playoffs. It's, it's it's inevitable, so it'll help them right away. Absolutely. Um, some other trades. <clears throat> Uh, Mavs sent Porzingis to the Wizards. I don't oh, know if you heard about that one. I did. 
Uh, so the Mavs got D- uh, Dinwiddie and Burton's, and then the Wizards got obviously Porzingis, and then the second round pick in 2022. So why did the Mavs do that? Because Porzingis is supposed to be really good, right? Yeah, he he he's he's good, but um, he he gets a uh, injury. He's in, he's very injury prone. Oh, okay, so they well they got two players for him, right? Yes, Dinwiddie and then Burton's. Who wins that one? You think? I don't know. The Wizards, they're in the 11th right now. Three and seven, last 10 games. The Mavs in the West. Let's see how the Mavs are doing. They're fifth right now. It's an interesting trade, honestly. I was pretty shocked by that trade. Because I, I, I do rate Kristaps as a very, very good player. Mm-hmm. But I also think Dinwiddie is a good player as well. So I, I think it, I think it'll help the Mavs more. Okay. Then we got uh, the Celtics. They made a couple moves. Uh, they got Derek White from San Antonio, and then uh, the Spurs got Josh Richardson, Romeo Langford, a twenty twenty two first round pick, and then a twenty a twenty twenty eight first round pick swap. Damn. Um. So the I like I like Derek White. I think he's going to be uh, fantastic for us. Um, switching in with Marcus Smart. But the thing I don't understand is is that we had we traded for Mo. What was his name? Well, we traded for Moses Brown from Dallas. Uh-huh. Uh, excuse me, from OKC in the Kemba Walker trade, and Moses Brown was fantastic for OKC in like in the last uh, couple weeks of the season, uh-huh. and I thought he was he was gonna be a great center for us. Uh, yes, we do have. Um, Robert Williams, but you know, he was a young player, adds depth, you know, could compete for that starting position. So I was very happy with that move. But then we flipped Moses Brown for Josh Richardson, who was a, at best, a decent six man for us. He didn't really do much for us. Mm-hmm. And it was, we gave up a lot, honestly. We gave up a young, talented player for Josh Richardson, who didn't provide much. And we traded Josh Richardson. And now you, like I just I, I didn't understand the move. Like, uh-huh. yeah, yes, Derek White is great, but we also gave up a young prospect in Romeo Langford. So, and then the what and two first the, picks? The picks, yeah, yeah. And then um, now we got Daniel Tice back from Houston, and then the Rockets got Dennis Schroeder, Enos Freedom, who is also Enos Cantor, and then Bruno Fernando. So that's like, I don't know what. Brad Stevens is thinking honestly. It's, it bu- it bugs me, but but I mean, may- Derek White is going to help us out. Uh, we're nine and one recently in the last ten games. Oh, nice! Little so we turned it around honestly. It's a good winning streak. We're we're back. In, we're in sixth. It was wow! A, yeah, it was it was a huge. We're thirty three and twenty five. You guys were like in the uh, what is it called the play in? Like you guys were in there, right? Yeah, we were. Damn. But the, the win streak, eight game winning streak right now. I'm, I'm pretty content, honestly, right now. Well, so. maybe these moves, maybe, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, and, and I think Derek White is going to be fantastic. He's he's great. And let's see. Uh, oh, there's a four-team trade. Four-team, four-team trade. Yes. NBA loves to do that. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so bear with me, okay? The Bucks they got Serge Ibaka from the Clippers, a second-round pick from Sacramento, second-round pick from Detroit, and cash from the Clippers. The Clippers got Rodney Hood from Milwaukee, 
Semi Ojale from Milwaukee, and then Markinovich from Sacramento. The Kings got Dante DiVincenzo from Milwaukee, Josh Jackson from Detroit, Trey Lyles from Detroit, Minch New from the Clippers, and a second round pick from Detroit. Damn. And then the Pistons got Marvin Bagley III from Sacramento, who's been doing pretty good in Sacramento, honestly. But he's going back to another bad team, so. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> Damn, the Kings made made out though. They they got a lot of things. I mean, uh, who knows if they'll do anything? But they have they got picks and then like what four or five players? They got four players and the second round pick. Yes. Damn. So I I like good observation because I think the Kings won this trade. Marvin Bagley again, like he was having a good season, but he's he's a decent player at best, honestly. So for them to get that many players, I think Dante Divincenzo is a fantastic player as well. Very underrated mm-hmm. in my opinion. So I think the the Kings they won that trade honestly. The Bucks got Ibaka, right? You said? Yes, the Bucks ended up getting a Serge Ibaka. I know he's getting older, but he's still good, right? Yeah. I, I it'll, it'll help him. Yeah. I mean, he's not going to play like a bunch of minutes, but right. It'll I mean, st- it'll still boost that team. I think well, I think for the playoffs is probably where he'll be really important just the experience and stuff, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Um So out of all those trades, which one sticks out to you the most? Um, I think the obvious answer is the the Sixers in the in uh, Brooklyn. Okay, Cause that one sticks out to you the most. Yeah, I just I didn't expect Simmons. I just kind of forgot about him honestly. Like I I didn't know he wasn't even have any worth. Yeah, and so the fact that they they got they was they able to trade for him that was pretty interesting and it's very. I didn't expect them to trade hard in a way either. Right, right. But, I agree. Yeah. So um, now the big question for you, because I know you're a Laker fan. Mm-hmm. Um, how upset are you that they didn't make any moves? Absolutely pissed off. Specifically not moving Russell Westbrook, who's having an awful season. And I basically traded him away in my fantasy league for a donut. Because <laughs> he was... Oh my god, he was he was a liability. Yeah, like his field goal percentage is terrible. His turnovers, it's 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 disgusting. I can't. I can't. No, yeah, it was a. Is, is his career done? I don't think so. Just because I feel like those teams like Sacramento, Detroit, like that are not going to be good for a while. <laughs> yeah, if they just pay him money, that that they just they just get him just so they can have fans walk in the door. Mm-hmm. So I think he'll still have a spot in some people's teams, but like on a serious contending team now, I can't imagine him going to like you he, know. He's awful. Like the thing is, he's a driver. He he drives into the paint. Mm-hmm. You know, he provides the assist, but all of a sudden he thinks he can shoot. Yeah. And have you seen his shots lately? Or not lately? Throughout the season, he's going. He has a nice open jumper. He doesn't just miss it. He like he throws it over the backboard. They're awful. It's like it's nowhere near on target. I I could do better blindfolded. We can guarantee that we can do better blindfolded. Blindfolded. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. I I don't know why he's deciding to change his game. Mm -hmm. You know, throughout his career, he was he was an amazing driver. Just drive into the paint, lay it up, provide the assist. Yeah. All of a sudden, you think you could shoot contested? <laughs> if you can't make it, you know, <laughs> wide open, why are you trying to shoot contested? Russ? Yeah, it just it's it's embarrassing, and and I'm pretty sure it's super frustrating as a Laker fan. Oh yeah, because I mean, we traded for him, 
and yeah. that trade it's, we failed that was absolutely terrible and then you have AD who oh, don't even get me started it just feels like he doesn't even want to play like, don't, get, don't even get me started on AD honestly it's like I think he's one of the laziest players in the NBA that's what it seems like that's really what it seems it seems like he really did want the ring but then after that he's just seemed super content yeah like, He's just like I never seen a big man get bullied so much. Yeah, he gets thrown around. It's like, dude, you you're seven foot. You remember that, right? Like, <laughs> you have over here freaking uh, Isaiah Thomas, you know, <laughs> pushing you to the ground. But yeah, it's just horrible. Like, I can only imagine LeBron's frustration because he's been having a pretty good year. Yeah, a, a really good year actually. And it's just horrible that he has no no help. And honestly, I would have traded AD and Russell at the deadline. Oh, both of them. I would have traded both of them. Ooh. But now... I mean, I, I definitely would have traded Russ. Uh-huh. I'm surprised they didn't move him. I'm surprised they didn't make any moves to, you know, provide depth to that squad. Yeah, because at this point, I mean, it would take a miracle, but basically the season's over. Like, at best, you're one and done in the playoffs. At best. One and done. So they're, right now they're 26 and 31. They're ninth in the West. Yeah, you both playing, right? Well, uh... Is it the ninth spot to play in? I think a nine and ten, yeah, or something like that. I don't know. Basically, you get in the playoffs no matter what now because they have so many spots. But um, but yeah, like they would lose that game. Like that's that's where they're at. So if you're basically saying the season's over, like what what's the plan? Like the why wouldn't you? Like, cause are their contracts up after the season? Do you know if like Westbrook and AD are they free agents? Mm, I'm, I'm not sure about their contract situation, but because if we can't trade them, like you know, in, in the off season, or if we can, then okay, that's cool. We could still get something for them, right? But if they're free agents, we just wasted every opportunity to like stay great in the next few years. Like we're gonna go back to being irrelevant. Well, because I know, I know back with OKC, like. They gave Russ like a ridiculous contract, like mm-hmm. a dumb money type of contract. <laughs> Obviously, he he, you know, they're trying to uh, get him to stay. So he'll be a free agent in two thousand twenty three. So he has one more year. One more year, um, but his salary is forty seven million. Damn, that's a lot, that's a lot of money. That is, you know, who's gonna take that? Yeah, you yeah you can't move that that contract. Honestly, it's way too much. Nobody's gonna want to take it, especially a bad team. Nobody's gonna want to take it. Well, a bad team would if they have the cap space. Like, yeah, but I mean, you, you can't build around him anymore. No, yeah, I mean, he's thirty three. Can't shoot. <laughs> Don't say we can't be stuck. We're not gonna be stuck with him. He's gonna be gone. It's gonna have to be one of those like three or four team trades where one team gets him, and then the other team gives him that other team extra money you know like so that his the cap hit isn't so bad no you're stuck with him no hey, like, there's no hey, way hey, hey, you're stuck with him honestly. what about 80 let's see I'll, I'll give me some good 80. news <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can't move that contract that's a ridiculous contract 40 47 million for that jesus that is ridiculous do you think you could turn it around westbrook yeah this season this season, I don't think so. I feel like he's are, something's something just ain't right with him. This like right now, like this whole him being in the Lakers, it's just not it's not working. Uh, Anthony Davis will be free agent in two thousand twenty five. Oh, beautiful! His base con his salary is forty mil. Okay, yeah, we could trade him too. So we could still. They want AD out, 
Everybody wants AD out here. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, is it, obviously, those, both of them have a lot of money. Does it, that impossible? But if we can trade them and get something for him, but then LeBron, I, I know he's not doesn't have too many years left. Well, he wants to play with Bronny. But he's what is he? If he has one more year to go, and then he could be in the NBA. Is it is it that soon? Like it's like. You looking it up? Yeah, I'm looking it up. Okay. Bronny Jr., he's 17 years old right now. So he should be going to college this fall. Which means... I think you're right, yeah. So we have one more season. So next fall, he'll be in the NBA. So 20... Potentially. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he should be. <laughs> Unless he's trash. Like This is that's crazy. He's born 2024. I mean, uh, 2004. Ew. <laughs> that's crazy, man. We're old. Yeah, we are. So 2023, so LeBron has to play one more year. So he could, he could hypothetically still stick with us, which I wouldn't be opposed to because he's still putting up great numbers. Yeah, he's LeBron James. Yeah. yeah. So if we keep LeBron and trade those two other guys, those bums, and then either get some picks or some young talent, some young players, something. Yeah. Because right now we don't have a lot going for us besides yeah. LeBron. Yeah. So either we're going to just – this will be the beginning of the end and we're just going to start being bad again. And we had to just do a whole because we traded a bunch of picks, no cap space. Like, yeah, you guys got a lot of remember, like the retirement home. You guys got a lot of older players. Mm-hmm. So we might just be in that like that 2010 low, like when like the. Mm, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, it might just be another one of those before we come back up, or if we're able to capitalize on these trades and make the moves, we can still launch off and be good. I but. think that's your saving grace right there. You have to trade AD. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how open. NBA teams will be to getting Russ, but he has to turn it around for them or else it's going to be a mute point in L.A. Yeah. Um, was there any other questions regarding those trades or mm. any moves that you wish would have happened? I wish the Lakers would have <laughs> done something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure all L.A. fans feel that way. Yeah. Um, no, I think that was... That was it for me. I don't know if you had anything else to say about the trades, if you had a favorite or something that you wish happened. No, uh, I, I, I think the, the Ben Simmons trades was, was one I wanted to see because I wanted to see Ben Simmons out of Philly. You know, he got bullied to the ground. I mean, he <laughs> deserved it, but I think he's going to do fine in Brooklyn. Time to prove uh, everybody wrong. And hopefully he does. Yeah, hopefully he does, you know. He, he's, he's still a good player, so... <clears throat> Um. Oh, but last. So the the MLB still in lockout, by the way. Oh yeah. Uh, today they were supposed to report to spring training the pitchers and catchers. Oh, today they were supposed to. Damn. But you know Rob Manfred, our good friend and uh, the MLB commissioner. Yeah. Is doing everything he can to lose his job. So. Jeez, man, it's already spring training time. Yeah, and. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be able to get the the season going on time. So, because I never experienced, well, yeah, I don't think I've paid attention enough during an MLB lockout. But, so, like, let's say they start, because um, the first game is always April 1st, or, like, the beginning of April, right? Yes. Opening day, yes. So, yeah, opening day. So, let's say they agree, like, at the end of April. <sighs> let's just say, let's just say. 
Oh my god. Do they have to go through the training and then start the season or did they just start it from there? No, I'm sure they have to do some sort of spring training or some sort of training. Oh, so then you would get Okay, so but uh, don't don't I uh, don't tell, don't talk to me about another sixty game season. That's some bullshit. I'm just saying dude, you're the uh, that has to be the most likely scenario. They're, but this this it's not fair because the, the rich teams are built to win the sixty game season. Mickey Mouse rings right there. <laughs> I'm not saying that you're wrong. <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong at all. Thank you. Like I'm just you say know. I'm right. No, say I'm right. <laughs> don't say you're not wrong. Say I'm right. <laughs> well, it's definitely an asterisk because, like I know I I mean. Obviously, we ran in LA, a lot of Dodger fans, but it's winning 60 game season. Like, that's impressive for 60 games, but you know, it's but that's like, not a baseball season. Yeah, it's not a baseball season. It's not even near a baseball half season. A base, you know, like, and, and, I, and I told you previous episodes, I told you how, how the Braves came back, how the Nationals came back, mm-hmm. you know, from their, you know, awful records in the beginning of the season. Like, that's the way baseball is, you know. So. Yeah, sometimes it's after sixty games is when the team starts turning it around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, you know, hats off to the Dodgers, you know, being the best team in sixty games. Like that's still something you can hang your hat your hat on. You know, it's still impressive, but it's not the same. No, definitely not the same. But uh, I don't know. I, I don't want. I don't want another sixty game season bullshit. That's just. That's just annoying. Would you even watch it? <sighs> Probably not to the playoffs. Because, I mean, the Nationals are going to be bad. I mean, that's obvious. You know, I know that. <laughs> I'm not, you know, some in-denial Nationals fan. They're going to be bad. I mean, that could benefit us because if we just stay hot, like we get hot and we stay hot, you know, we can win. I mean, look at the Marlins that year. They made it to the playoffs. But you, but you said you wouldn't even want that, though. Like, Or it's not even the same thing. No, it, it's not. But you still want it? It's not, like... Trust me, like if if we would win, you know, I'd be like, ah, I don't know, that's that's pretty impressive though. I <laughs> <laughs> know, Dodger fans feel <laughs> no, but like they're they're built though, you know, like they they like imagine like the Baltimore Orioles winning that sixty game season. I would be so happy. <laughs> I would be great because it's not a Mickey Mouse ring anymore. <laughs> no, it is, but it's like for me, for a Baltimore Orioles fan <laughs> specifically, that's that's the highest we'll ever do in my lifetime. You know, like that's gonna be the biggest accomplishment we ever. So that'd be awesome. But I mean that's very unlikely. Yeah. Let's, let's be honest, it's very unlikely. But yeah, I I I I I hope they make an agreement like sometime this week, honestly. I don't I really don't know what the holdup is. Yeah, I don't I, Well the holdup is 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 Rob Manfred not agreeing to anything, so. So yeah, so we're stuck with that. I hope that they get something done cuz I was thinking about like if they just don't have a season. Like, because mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, if anyone's gonna do it, it'd be him. Yeah. But like, so football's done. It's over. Yep. So right now, That's you, fast man. Yeah, That's always. Fast. So right now you have basketball and hockey. Um, hockey never gets the views I feel like it deserves. It's not mm-hmm. that. It's not too big. The, uh, and then basketball, we're about to have the All Star break, and that's usually like the low point. I feel like people start kind of like, uh, it's the middle of the season. Let's just hurry up for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So right now, sports, I think, are going to be a little dead. Yes. But ba- basketball and hockey kind of pick up their playoffs around the same time. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be fun. But then as soon as summer hits, like June, yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, there's nothing. They, if baseball's not around still, you will literally have nothing 
to watch. How boring. <laughs> and it's already boring because it's just baseball. Like, you know, like, not that, you know, you can't watch baseball, but only having one Excuse sport. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah. The, I, I get what you're saying. Like, we're October, the perfect month. Mm-hmm. You have baseball, basketball, football, and hockey at the same time. Yep. So, yeah, that'd be a damn shame. Mm-hmm. It would be a damn shame. Um, <clears throat> but sticking to baseball, um, we are going to wrap up the episode right, right now, but I just wanted to say um, one of my favorite players, uh, Ryan Zimmerman, who has been a national for 17 years. He was the first ever draft pick in Washington Nationals history. Oh, really? Yeah, because they started in 2005. Damn, that's crazy. So he's the very first one, and uh, he's calling it quits after 17 years. Um, it's like one of those like bittersweet moments because it's like he was he was the sole reason why I watched this team mm-hmm. growing up. I thought he was like the the coolest guy ever. Honestly, I remember he was a third baseman at this point, young third baseman, and his like his thing was like he would run up and barehand the ball and like just sling it sidearm to first base, and it was like something I always like wanted to you know mimic mm-hmm. and imitate. Um. <clears throat> yeah, so 17 years, two-time All-Star, um, World Series champion, uh, Gold Glover as the third baseman, um, two Silver Sluggers as well. Um, just n- not the flashiest career, obviously. Yeah. But as a you know long-time you know national. Um, just the career numbers, like he he leads everything in like Nationals history, obviously. Yeah, and you know he was always my favorite player, even to this day. You know, <clears throat> and it just it sucked because like he was very injury prone, mm. like and, and at one point in his career, so he had to deal with that. So that's why he transitioned from third base to first base. Um, but he was just he was incredible, man. Uh, so he finishes his career. With a hundred seven one thousand seven hundred ninety nine games played, one short of eighteen hundred. Damn. Damn. Uh, a thousand eight hundred forty six hits. A thousand sixty one RBIs. Two hundred eighty four home runs. So, um, you know. All of Washington's gonna miss you, Ryan. I'm definitely gonna miss you. Uh, it was great seeing you play, and I hope you enjoy retirement. It, you know, it's gonna suck, but hopefully one day you could come back and you know coach them or something. <laughs> That'd be awesome, honestly. I could I could definitely see him as a manager. That'd be sweet. Yeah, but man, crazy. Too many too many players are leaving my my team. <laughs> I, I can't do this anymore. It hurts. It really hurts, especially him. Like he was my favorite man. Like that's why I'm like wearing the hat right now. Cause yeah, you know, and it's like what I told you earlier. Like, what was that quote again? Oh, don't, don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. Exactly. So, seeing him be like the first ever draft pick and seeing him like lift up the World Series trophy, like that. I think that's what meant the most to me, honestly. Like I was super ecstatic for him. So, and I know he has like a big family. He has like four kids. So, oh, okay, nice. You know, go and enjoy being a dad. You know. So he spent every season with you guys since two thousand five. 
Damn. That's wild, dude. That's 17 that's, years. That's when I first started watching them. 2005. I remember um, when we first moved into Nationals Park, our first ever game there, um, we were playing the Atlanta Braves. And I remember it was Peter Moylan pitching for the Braves. It was the bottom of the ninth inning, two outs. Ryan Zimmerman comes up to bat. And he hits a walk-off home run. Damn. In the first game there. That's awesome. That's awesome, right? <clears throat> so, um, he has, like, many nicknames. Obviously, Zim, you know, the Z-Man, uh, the franchise, <laughs> Mr. National, and Mr. Walkoff because of that moment. So, damn. Yeah. National's legend. Yeah, literally the National's legend. Yeah, so, hang up the jersey, retire that number. Don't let anybody ever wear that number. And build the statue already because he deserves it. Is that common? Because um, I know teams retire jerseys, but for baseball, is, it, is that a common thing? or? Yeah, it's a common thing. So do you guys have any retired numbers? Um, in Nationals history, no, because it's it's new. It's new. So Zimmerman is probably going to be the first? He has to be the first. What number is he? 11. 11? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yes. Because, you know, our, our retired numbers are from, like, the Montreal Expos days. Right. So... Please make that statue. That'd be awesome. Well, what should be this? Does he have like a famous like? Is he just gonna be him like kind of like standing, or does he have a famous like stance? I, ooh, I think the fin- his his finish his finish on the swing. I think that should be the one. That should be the one. That should be the picture. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Or or his batting stance, yes, because he kind of holds his bat pretty high. Oh okay. Yeah. Damn. That'd be that'd be really cool. Did he retire because he was just too old, too many injuries, or like he is thirty-eight? So like he could still play more, or he was like, yeah, I'm content. I'm Excuse just- me, he's thirty-seven. Um, or did he say why? Or no, I think he, I think he gave everything he could. He just, uh, that's good. I think he gave everything he could. He wasn't able to play every game anymore. You know, he kind of, um. He had to, like, s- split time at first base with Josh Bell. Oh, damn. And I think, um, you know, he knows his body more than I do, or th- the public does. So I'm pretty sure he, he, he felt like it was time. Well, I mean, if I was him, I, I mean, obviously, you know, ideally you would want, like, five championships, you know, 20 all-stars. You know, you want all these awards, but going to one all-star, getting two. – Oh, two? Two-time all-star, yeah. Going, to, getting a championship, like at least doing everything once, like I'd be content with that. That'd yes. be, I mean, I did everything I would want to do, you know. Yeah, and you did everything with just even that World Series championship alone. Just saying that you know you spent 17 years there, giving it your all year in and year out, just to win that one championship. Like I, I trade that in the, I, I would trade that for like you know five championships with different teams. Yeah, dude, you, you, you built it like you were the foundation for the forever. And like, yeah, you built. You you know you planted these seeds and you you believed in what the Nationals could do, mm-hmm. and we we literally watched him grow up, the twenty year old kid, damn to now, that's crazy. To a thirty seven year old man, we we watched him grow, so that's sweet. It's crazy, huh? But yeah. So thank you, Mister National, for everything. Um, was there anything else you wanted to add on this episode? Uh, no, I think I'm good. Alrighty. Well, you know, um. So it looks like we're going to be back to releasing episodes on Wednesdays now, right? Uh, yeah, I think for, I think for now we should be. Okay, so you can count on that. Um, remember to always follow us and leave a 
reviewing us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts oh, that's and, right. and Amazon Music as well. Um, and then follow us on Instagram, Sportsaholic underscore podcast. We promise we'll be better. <laughs> um, I'll try to be better as well. So if you're messaging me, I apologize that I haven't responded. Um, I just refuse to open Instagram, but <laughs> I'll try to be better at it. There we go. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's time to sign off. This is Michael. This is Derek. And this is Sportsaholic. <laughs>